Hey guys, welcome back to Above Average with Avery 2019 edition. First of all, I want to start by saying thank you to everybody who has been listening to season two. I know I definitely had to take a break in December. Oh my gosh, we were working like six days a week, plus all the parties and all the extravagances. And like, honestly, having that break, I am officially on my last day off today. Um, and it is Monday that I'm putting this out. So if you listen to it today, I probably recorded it like an hour ago so I want to talk first of all about this whole idea of like New Year's and resolutions and everything like that and like let's just get rid of that like resolution idea because the topic of today's podcast is moving and change and I think that it is so important for us to kind of like understand that we all set like resolutions in the new year because it's that time of year where we just finished ugh, gorging ourselves with food and alcohol and like spending so much time focusing on, on a lot of material things that having that January 1st hit, well, January 2nd, because let's face it, January 1st, I'm so fucking hungover. Um, but January 2nd hits and you're like, okay, I need to like reset. And that's my idea is like, I need to reset and like refocus on what goes on. Like for me, that time between going back to work after the new year, um, if you guys follow me on my personal Instagram, you'll see that like I updated our podcast room. I like rearranged things. I always want to like purge everything because I feel like we've been binging so much that I need to redecorate or get rid of some things or just really reset the whole mentality. I think that a lot of the time resolutions are made in the hopes of like getting rid of bad habits or not doing things. And I think instead we should kind of like focus on doing things that we do like. So my resolution is pretty broad because like, let's face it, if you get too narrow on it, unless you're like giving up broccoli, it's gonna be really hard to fulfill your resolution. But I'm gonna basically just try to do like one thing a week for myself. One thing that just like makes me feel good, whether it's like going for yoga or going for a massage or doing something that like really enriches my life. Now, I'm not talking about like drinking a bottle of wine, which is definitely like good for the soul. But I don't know how like actually good it is for my mind and body, we'll see. Um, but just doing something rather than limiting what limiting what we shouldn't be doing, maybe like introducing proper new things into our lives. And everything is changing around us and we have to adjust to that. And so that's really what this podcast is about. Um, I did ask you guys on my Instagram, let me pull it up here, what um, you said. And so basically one of my questions was, what changes are you making in 2019? And Emily, who is on today's podcast, responded and said she wants to change the way she reacts to negative situations. And I love that. I think that that's like really, it is setting a positive intention. And Asta 
who is also on today's episode said letting go of anger so I think yeah getting rid of that like negativity is fantastic I also asked how many of you guys make New Year's resolutions 78% of you said no so maybe just um, skip on past this whole idea of everything but um, another thing that I asked is like what is the most overrated resolution and everybody who responded to that was like getting fit, losing weight, those sort of things. And I think that that's like the most overused, overrated, blah, blah, blah. I totally agree with that. So yeah, um, I wanted to talk about moving and change. First of all, when I came up with this topic, I had a number of friends that either had just moved or were in the process of moving. And like where you live is obviously like food, clothing, shelter, hello. I remember that being like one of the most stressful times in your life. And then I added in the idea of change because I just think it's something that is literally happening all around us constantly. And when we react to it in a negative way and we think, oh no, that's something that's awful that's happened in my life. Yeah, a lot of awful things can happen in our life and it does affect how we live our lives. But sometimes I feel like I need to look at things a little bit more differently and I need to accept change as more of a challenge in a positive way rather than thinking of as a roadblock and really just thinking, oh, I can't, I can't do something because of this change in my life. So the conversations I have today are really based on people dealing with that, the change that goes on in their lives. So I have Emily on today, Marley and Asta. And uh, first we're gonna talk to Emily and she talks about moving away from her home, from her like very first home, and then moving across the country to Edmonton from Hamilton, and then moving back home and back in with her parents with her husband. I have since been to Emily's place that she talks about in this episode, and it is beautiful and wonderful, and I can't wait to visit again. June, Emily, it's happening. Um, Next on the podcast, we have Marley talking about going from having a roommate for 10 years, her and Crystal lived together for 10 years, to living on her own and potentially moving in with her boyfriend um, and kind of what that would endure and having to go from like, I highly would recommend living on your own at some point in your life because really that's where you get to do a little bit of soul searching and you get to like experience silence and experience nothing going on versus me now with my husband and two dogs in the house (laughs) and then afterwards we talk to Asta and you think it's like stressful for Emily to move across country not to like say anything Emily like I'm sure it was really stressful Asta moved across the freaking world Um, She moved from India to Canada and then back to India and then back to Canada Um, all by the time she was, I think, 12. Forgive me, Asta. My timelines are a little wonky, but like it is an incredible story. And then we actually go into career talk about how changing your career is equally as important as changing your settings and how that affects people. So yeah enjoy the episode i will see you guys next week so the topics that you wanted to talk about today one of them is moving and change i haven't introduced you oh yeah guys okay 
So today on Above Average with Avery, we're sitting down with Emily. <laughs> Her and I used to work together for like a year. I started in a September and I quit in May, so almost two years. Okay. Yeah. So we'll talk about why you left and mm-hmm. everything. But yeah, Emily and I just kind of like clicked really fast when we worked together (laughs) (laughs) because she's a little um unbalanced yeah and I think the main reason we clicked at first is because of someone because we the hatred for someone Uh, can't have that's literally why we bonded at first and then yeah we're like we actually started talking about other things and now we actually don't really talk about the hatred for that person anymore we developed a really good friendship out Mm -hmm. of a shitty person out of us both being judgmental Okay, so, yeah, we really ended up clicking. And then um, the topic of this podcast that we're going to talk about right now is moving and change. So Emily is going through something right now, but maybe do you want to talk mm-hmm. about, like, moving away from Edmonton at first? Yeah. And how that all came about? So um, JD and I are obviously from Hamilton. We moved to Edmonton sort of just to have jobs and, like, save up money and stuff. And then we always talked about that we would move back to Hamilton and I forget, I think if a job presented, if a job presented itself, like we weren't actively looking or anything like that. Yeah. Like I was actively looking in Edmonton for other stuff. So like, Mm -hmm. and JD was just like, yeah, like I'm ready to go. And I was just like, oh, okay. And he was like, yeah, like I have something at home. Like if, if we move home, so I think we should. Like, this is now the time, because we, we were wanting to buy a house. Well, then there's never going to be a, gonna a, be a good time. Exactly. So he was like, it needs to be done now, and we'll just do it. This not like, okay, let's think for a couple months, and then it not happen, and stuff like that, and then something else will come up. He was like, we have nothing other than our jobs. Holding that, like, us here. Holding us here. We have rent, so it's not like we had a house. Mm-hmm. So he was like, we want a house now. We don't want <coughs> to rent and waste our money anymore. So, like... Mm. Well, and you had just gotten married, like, six months prior. Exactly, yeah. Almost six months, yeah. After being together for... We just celebrated seven years. We'll celebrate it, I guess. We can't really celebrate. I was like, do we celebrate our dating anniversary anymore? He was like, no. And I was like, but can we still do dinner on but that day? But you've been together for that long. Yeah. So. so, yeah. Then he was just like, hey, we should do it now. And I was just like, okay, whatever. We asked our parents, like, because we obviously had to ask them if we could still live with them. Hey, Mom, Dad. <laughs> yeah, can we move back? How in? did that conversation go? It was very easy. Were they like, like, yeah, they were like, of yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So then we literally both, like... Kind of got shit figured out for a week, and then we wrote no, up our two-week notices. So yeah, so fast. And, like, we sold so much of our stuff. Did you? Couches, our dressers. By the time you were done with so them, were you down to, like, nothing? Nothing. We were literally sitting on our two kitchen table chairs that we were taking with us and put his hockey bag in front of us so we have something to put our feet on. Oh, my gosh. Like, that's... We had our TV. We stole... We we stole... We sold all of, like, our shelving units and, like, all yeah. of our Ikea stuff. Oh, my gosh. So, like, everything that's was That's so packed. nice, though. That's so nice. Because then... Such a nice chunk of money to take. Because mm-hmm. especially, like, if we kept all of it, too, we would have had to rent it a U-Haul. Exactly. And you probably saved way more saved money. money. And we were making money. So, like, mm-hmm. it really helped with that move, too. For sure. But yeah, so then... Cross-country moves. Yeah. I guess you do what you gotta do, yeah. right? So it was a very hectic, I guess, two weeks, like, once I quit. Yeah. Not necessarily because of my job. It was hectic. Like, my life in general. But, yeah. <sighs> and moving, that was just... 
insane. Like, driving across Canada is nuts. Have you done it more than once or just that time? The only time I did it. Because when I moved here, I flew. Yeah. JD drove, yeah. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. With his dad. Because he came, like, he came, like, three months before me. Mm. Yeah. Because he moved here and then I was in school. So I was like, I'm going to finish this semester. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mm Worse, right? Not that I did anything with it. I could have just fucking cut out. But whatever. Yeah. Um, no, that's... To move and then move with your significant other too. Mm-hmm. So in Hamilton before, were you guys living together? No. <gasps> really? Mm-hmm. So you decided to both move across Canada and live together. And live together, <gasps> yeah. That would be so stressful. Not really. Really? No, I wasn't worried about it at all. But like, did it go over well? Like, did you guys fight a lot? No. Really? We don't fight, really. Like, it sounds weird to say, like, we bicker and like I like more so bitch at him not like all the time or like anything big but yeah. like just little things like that just well, annoy each other I feel like everybody kind of does some version of yeah that, yeah like most of the time like no we don't really fight and so so yeah he contacted you on Facebook and said by the way I got a job yeah in Edmonton mm-hmm. didn't know he was looking for a job. no I didn't even know like that was it. like I in knew Edmonton. he like was aware like <clears throat> he could get a really good job there but like there was no talk of him even, like, applying or looking. Mm-hmm. Um, so I literally went home from school, and I walked in my door. I started crying. Mm-hmm. My parents were there, and they're like, what? And I was like, I'm moving to Edmonton. Like, that was my very first reaction. Was I'm moving was with I'm, him? Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm, I'll be leaving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you were really upset that you had that to leave. Um, not necessarily that he was leaving because we were separate. We like knew it was going to be like a, a patch where I, while. yeah. Yeah. And then maybe a little bit that I was leaving. Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. course. Like, yeah. but have you lived anywhere else than Hamilton? No. That was my oh very my first gosh. move in ever in my entire oh, no, life. Parents... I've lived in my same house my entire life. I've had two addresses so far. My new house that I've purchased will be my third address ever. No way. Yeah. You were like, you grew up in your parents' home mm-hmm. and then you moved here. Well, yeah. no wonder this feels like home to you yeah. in, in a lot of ways. I literally gr- grew into an adult here, yeah. Exactly. Like, that's, it's not like you had a place in Hamilton where you got used to being on your own, mm-hmm. but here's like freaking blossoming, becoming a butterfly. Yeah, literally. I had to learn how to do everything. Mm-hmm. For like, so he told me, and it was like in two weeks he's leaving, whatever. Um, he left in like in the three months because he left, I want to say the beginning of September, mid, mid-September maybe. Yeah. And I, then I went to visit him in November for my birthday. So that was literally a month and a half. And then I moved on Boxing Day. I'm sorry, but how expensive is that plane ticket? I don't. I want to say it was like $800. Oh, and I had so like sick. three massive luggages. I, I remember <gasps> I still had- thousand $1,000. I still had to move. Like, JD had already driven, like, dressers and, like, we purchased a lot. But, like, all of my clothing and everything I had to you move own. still. Everything you had to take with so you. So, just in baggage, I'm pretty Did sure. Did your parents like end up mailing you stuff a little later? Um, not really. Like, buy new we stuff? We bought a lot of stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, like, Ikea, like, we weren't doing anything expensive or well, big. Well, also, if you're just moving out of your parents, you don't have, like, a ton of furniture. We had some pans Yeah, JD stuff. had a couch that he had purchased. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, so we were separate for, like, three months. So, yeah, I, I had to go Did and see Did it feel him. like the longest time ever? So long. It was so weird. Like, we literally But now do you look at three night. months and you're like, well, actually, no, that'd be a long time for me to be away from camp even now. It's a long time. It is, yeah. But yeah, in that time, I took 
I took the time to get my mom to teach me how to cook and stuff. Aww. So she was just like showing me for that, for that like three months, like how to yeah, cook. Yeah, like, you're gonna. I literally never cooked except for like dinner. Literally, that's how I like craft dinner and pasta was what I knew how to do. So she had to teach me to do like chicken and stuff and like vegetables. So I was like, "Fuck!" Oh my god! Yeah. Mm-hmm. How old? Twenty two. I was. Yeah, I want to say 22. We started dating in 2011. That's when I moved out when I was 22. 2013, and what is it, 2018? Okay, so you were a little younger. Turning 27, 23. Mm. I know you are born in 1991. Yeah. Like a baby. Yeah, I think I was like 23 maybe. And then, yeah, kind of built a little, a life here. Yeah. And then he got a job to go back home. Mm Mm-hmm. There was an opening, and it was just, it was... Just as quick yeah. as when we moved here. And yeah, I literally had to pack up our entire apartment. On your own. Like, well, as, because I didn't really go to work that much. <laughs> and JD was working like 10 hour days all the time and like a lot of weekends. Yeah. Um, so I had to do everything. Like I did all the selling of it, all the furniture. They just had to come in the evening when he was home. Yeah. Um, just like for safety shit. Totally. Um, but yeah, like I packed everything. I took everything apart had to wrap it all up pack it up you i had to go shopping for all how the packing much stuff you accumulated so much stuff i bought like i'm just even looking in this room right I now i know right this is the most barren room in my house mm-hmm. i bought like maybe 10 packing boxes yeah and i was like okay this should be good i use them all in 2 days and i was like i need to double that order next time like, I was like, oh, yeah, we'd be good. Like, we have suitcases. This will be everything we need. Yeah. Like, I moved here with two suitcases and a large duffel bag. Mm-hmm. Like, I should be fine. No. Psych. Yeah. Well, oh, I'm sorry, but even me going on vacation. Like, I already take I, an I extra large bag luggage. And I'm like, I take a big luggage bag. Mm-hmm. And then somehow I can't get it closed by the end of yeah. the day because I bought so much stuff. Yeah. So... Uh, so you had to move back home. You had to do all the packing and everything mm-hmm. like that and get your whole life together. Did you throw out a lot of stuff too? Not really. Like I consistently like clean out our stuff, mm-hmm. like especially clothing. Like every season I do like a full run through of all my clothes. And I throw need them to out. do that again mm-hmm. actually recently. I did oh, it with I, Crystal. I don't throw them out. I donate them. Donate. Absolutely. Donate. Absolutely. Yes. I did that with Crystal the last, when she just moved. Mm-hmm. And, um... I'm like, I'm hooping you in to do that with my closet because I'm pulling stuff out from for summer, from my summer yeah. closet that I definitely didn't wear last summer. Yeah, so throw it out. Or donate it. <sighs> donate yeah. it. But I have so much. Like, Toy Birch and Kate Spade and oh, stuff like see, that. Oh, see, expensive, good clothing. Take to Plato's Closet. Where? In Plato's Edmonton? Closet, yeah. It's just like, it just makes me sad that I don't fit into my size zero mm-hmm. Tory Burch stuff because, not because it's a size zero, but because it's Tory Burch. Yes. Like, oh, so painful. Yeah. I gave Asta a, a couple of things because she's so tiny. Mm-hmm. And um, I said to her once, I'm like, you can't wear that stuff around me because it just makes me sad. Brings <laughs> <laughs> back memories. Yeah, exactly. You did throw away a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. But it wasn't just, like, a one big thing. Yeah. Like, for household stuff, I threw out a lot. Like, we didn't bring, like, cleaning supplies or, like, our shitty vacuum or anything. Like We have a Roomba, so we brought that. But, like, Ooh. we had a really, like, cheap one that we just, like, left. Like, we put it in, like, the shared laundry room that's on our floor. Yeah. For, like, people to Girl, have. So we weren't just it, throwing it, it out. Yeah. Um, 
that was that's another thing I say any of my cousins that move out first Mm -hmm. you've heard it here first any of my cousins that move out first and listen to this podcast get first dibs on all of our extra pots and pans and everything that are in the basement that are in perfectly (gasps) good condition you have extras yeah do you want me to mail them to you I just got a new set for Christmas like also all of my Christmas and birthday presents are, hey, can you buy me this for my house? Because I don't have the money to buy it. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're going to end up with so much stuff. Oh, I'm A-OK with that. Mm-hmm. I'm A-OK. Like, it's funny. I was thinking about it the other day. And I was like, every time I go to someone's house um, for a housewarming or it's the first time I'm visiting their house, I yeah. bring them a bottle of wine. And, like, I can't wait for all of my friends to do that. Yay! To stock my liquor cabinet. 14 bottles of wine <gasps> from our housewarming that you can't you can't yeah yeah I, br- I yeah. gave you one of those bottles yeah. We <laughs> yeah. for like a good week <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much no that it'll be so nice love it i can't wait. but i i've heard this prank once and it's the best prank ever and i would never do it to you but i want to do it to someone what is a at a housewarming party is you bring you can either bring a bunch of like canned food yeah to kind of stock their pantry but you take the labels off of all the cats. Oh my god. <laughs> so they don't know what it is. Oh my god, that's pretty funny. Yeah, I think it's a great it's idea. It's a guessing game, what's dinner for tonight? Kinda. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, guess it's green beans. <laughs> labels off. Isn't it so funny? Though? Oh, that is pretty funny. We wanted to do like a little, I said, I'm like, Cam, let's do it like a fill our deep freeze party where everybody brings like, Frozen pizzas, and my sister brought pierogies, but only, like, a couple people did it, because Cam said it was a stupid idea. <laughs> of course. JD would say the exact same thing. Yeah. But it's a nice idea. That is cool. Right? Our deep freeze isn't plugged in, because no one filled it up. Oh. Mm. Oh, yeah, the carpet's in it. <laughs> yeah. Do you need a new rug? So now, the n- biggest news is you bought a house. I bought a house! On Emily Street, which, like, also makes it so much better. So amazing. <laughs> howled when they like accepted our offer i was like i'm gonna live on emily so, street wait a minute um because you guys were thinking of buying a house at edmonton but you guys were renting so this is your first house purchase mm-hmm. and you said handing over that down payment oh the worst feeling ever mm-hmm. like when we walked into the bank and i was like oh we need a bank draft Eighteen thousand. Oh. oh just like no. a punch in the gut right so bad yeah but I just watched all the money come out. Not like actual money. No. Okay. I'm like, you didn't just take in my head a briefcase. No. Take a briefcase to the, <laughs> the lawyer's office. So thank you. No, like in my head. Oh, just see all the money falling. I know, but it's like such a great investment mm-hmm. and everything. So, so excited. Yeah. So you get your possession of your house on Thursday. Thursday. And How's the packing and everything? Have you started at all? Well, like, so much stuff. Pretty much everything is just in storage. Still packed. Of course. Oh, except for clothing. But, like, that's... I can do that in two days. Do you we're guys have a going... storage rental unit? Yeah. The one thing that we did that we... We had a pod outside. So, basically, they dropped it off. Mm-hmm. We loaded everything up from the condo. Yeah. We didn't have a house to move into. So, they right. stored that. And then the day after we moved in here, they dropped it off here, and we just unloaded it. Isn't that oh. super cool? So you don't have to go back and forth to a storage unit. Oh, I didn't know that's what those things were. Yeah. That's pretty friggin' sweet. It is really cool, but I don't think it would apply to you at all. No. Because you already have it in a storage unit. Yeah. But you couldn't have, like, 
had a pod oh god country, no so no chance yeah but those it was super That's cool super cool and then you just have to load it in mm-hmm. right so you have to worry about getting another u-haul loading everything up blah, yeah blah, blah. which is what we're gonna have to do like jd can probably get um a truck from work like a trailer or something from work yeah, yeah. And a work truck that we can just load everything in totally and then like we'll use his truck and like my jeep and then my parents have an suv so like yeah it'll be a couple mm-hmm. trips but... yeah yeah, and you're only 25 minutes from your parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's good, yeah. Good. I don't think we'll have an issue. I just think it'll be so stressful. Yeah. Like, so, everyone needs to show up on time. Oh, totally. Yeah. They need to show up early. So move back. So you moved back into your, your parents' place. Yeah. We talked about this a little bit while you were here. But, mm-hmm. like, can you go through, like, you said, oh, you had the conversation. It was fine. Yeah, they were totally for it. And we were like, yeah, it'll probably be like because a you couple were... months. It was a year. Oh, my God. It was supposed to be a couple months because we were supposed to, like, I didn't get a job right away. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh-uh, I'm taking some time off. So I didn't have a job for, like, a month? Two months. We got back at the beginning of May. I started my current job July the beginning of July-ish. Yeah. yeah. So, like, two months. Yeah. I was unemployed, mm-hmm. living with my parents, because we were like, yeah, we'll find an apartment and rent. And Did then you the- ever have these moments where you're just like, oh my god, I'm unemployed living with my parents? No, I was like, I am unemployed living with my parents. I ain't got shit to do. <laughs> I can hang out with my dog. I had the best tan I've ever fucking had in my I life. I remember all those damn snaps from you uh, in the backyard last summer. Oh my god, it was Stupid great. Bitch. Oh, <laughs> 34 like I just degrees. did anything I wanted. Oh my god. Yeah. And like I worked out all the time. Like I was... Sounds like a really stressful time in your life. It was. <laughs> that was so hard. And then like the three months came around, I had a job and I was just like are we going to think of looking to rent? And then we kind of had the conversation. We don't really want to waste that money anymore. So then we had to like have a talk with my parents. So like, we get that, but also we want our house back. Totally. So when then I we moved just did back from though. Calgary. I said to my mom, I'm like, so like, if we can just let me live here for free, um, I can, yeah. I can save money for a down payment on my house. And my mom's like, um, <laughs> This isn't like, a hotel. <laughs> yeah. or, no, it's not a free hotel. Yeah. Like, you can't just, like, live for free. I'm like, I think I probably phrased it wrong. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, if I can just, like, chill Please. for eight months, then I think I can buy a house. Yeah, we were rent-free. I, like, if I would go grocery shopping, I'd pay for it. Like, Yeah, of course. They didn't make us, like, pay rent or give them money or anything, which was, like, such a blessing. Well, and... To be in that position, too, to, like, be able to help your kids out that way mm-hmm. is probably a big deal, right? Totally. And, like, they wanted us home, too, so I kind of used that against them. I was like, well, like, you guys wanted us to come home to start a family, so I would have stayed there. So you're welcome. <laughs> that kind of got old after a while for them. <laughs> so it stopped it working. cool. And then it took us... We started looking for a house in October. We were pre-approved in October, and we only got one in May. Oh so that's also part of the reason it took us so long. Lost a bunch of unconditional offers. And stuff. Yeah, we lost probably five or six offers. We we only for, lost one to an unconditional, but that's in Edmonton. Yeah. Where and we were the highest offering. We were the I, highest dollar amount. Too. Three times we were the highest dollar amount. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" 
Like, we do not have a problem with our... Like, we were pre-approved. Like, mm-hmm. are you guys kidding me? Like, we yeah. can get your... Like, I was like, oh my god. Don't you want more money? Yeah. But they... But it doesn't matter because, yeah. like... Oh, and you were pre-approved. But it's also the the home inspection. Absolutely. And that's exactly the one thing that we couldn't afford to not do. Oh, God, no. You should never take that away. No. Cause, because, and you know what? The only reason that it's soft of the blow... So we were in on this house, had, um, they had accepted our offer and we do the inspection. And what's funny is it's the exact same layout of the house that we have now. Really? Yeah. The exact same. Only there was no tub in the second bathroom. Mm -hmm. There was no like shower. It was only a half bath. There's no dishwasher upstairs, which is like, oh, no dishwasher. Yeah. Never. Right away. Yeah. And, um, because I'm not a dishwasher. No, me I'm neither. an independent I woman. Hate washing dishes. It's just literally the worst. Never. I hate even using Pots the and dishwasher. Pans. And also, my favorite suit. I cooked that meal. I am not cleaning it. Like oh, that's how I get away with it. We have a it. really good system. But then every once in a while, Cam's nice and cooks something, and I'm like, oh no, I have to do the dishes. Oh yeah, it's like so sad. <laughs> so that house, um, we we're like great, and it was the price was really good. Mm-hmm. It was like probably. It was really, really good. Um, and then we get the inspection, and he finds there's foundation issues. <gasps> yeah. So. That's bad. Yeah. So it took us a long time. We had, like, 14 days to get out of the, out of it or something. The offer, yeah. Yeah. Or we had to, like, confirm our offer. Otherwise, it would go back on the market or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. And, um. So we're like, okay, let's take the time and think about it. And both of us were like, we just, we had already lost three houses. Yeah. At that point, we're like, should we just like do it and then get it all done? And we got a quote for how much it would cost to fix the foundation. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, like, here you go to you people. To them, yeah. They're like, oh, well, we'll pay half of it. <laughs> like, um, no. But to be fair, like the house was probably priced to like reflect foundational issues oh so it should have been they also said that they didn't know about it oh they for sure knew about it a hundred percent knew about it. how do you not know about you have a foundation issue exactly but because they didn't put it in the listing Mm -hmm. so legally you have to so they just said oh we don't know about it yeah they just kind of turned a blind eye we saw this other house that was like so so nice while we were still like waiting to decide on that house Mm -hmm. And this was the house that we lost the unconditional offer to because we're like, this house is gorgeous and everything. But what's good about that, and even though we lost the house, it was um, like it took us out of that, oh, this is our last chance for a house desperation. You're kind of settling. Exactly. out of that. Yeah, totally. And then then we ended up finding this place like a week later. Mm -hmm. Less than I bet. So it's like my home now. This is a great house. Thank you. Awesome. I love it so much. Same. So then, yeah, you guys got your house. Mm-hmm. So exciting. I was so happy about that. Um, anything else you want to talk about that? Or do we want to move on to our to ghosts? We can move on to the ghosts with that segue. <laughs> so just bad when there's actual segues. <laughs> I have to chop this up. Yeah. So, so faded. Because our friend Murray asked us this too. He's like, well, how do you know what's what? And I was like, no, we know what's what. We just know. It's like the couches are crystals. The table's crystals. The TV's mine. Like, it was just like... Yeah. 
Though she had gotten this really um, awesome surround system from an ex. Uh. And I was like, so that's mine, right? I'm yeah, keeping that. that that's mine. Is that coming to me? Yeah. She's like, no. I was like, no, 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 no. I think that was mine. I still miss that. But uh, <laughs> I'm like, Dana Kessel. So it was always like, I knew what it was. But then yeah. it, down to like the wire, it was like, there was a pile of like this mishmash stuff. And I was like, I don't burn it for all I can. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a bonfire. I was like, I can't, I can't. I was like, I got no more room. What is it like living on your own versus mm-hmm. living with someone else? And like how that's kind of affected like your day to day. So living with a roommate, I never really had a lot of problems with like, I was always, I, I, at least I felt like I was always aware of her space mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's definitely, you're sharing a kitchen, you're sharing, like, a living space. Yeah, but Chris and I are also, like, we're always pretty chill. Mm-hmm. Like, or at least I watch, she'll get her on here and she'll be like, it was the worst 10 years of my life. We were always really respectful of her space and, like, and so it was easy because we were always, we got along so well, right? Yeah. But there was always times it was like, I'm not in a good mood and it's apparent. Or, like, she wouldn't be in a good but mood. also, like, that's your friend. So, yeah. like, you don't want to be, really, it's it's a different thing being, like, mean to your parents or mean to your mm-hmm. spouse because yeah. they kind of have to love you. Mm-hmm. Like, your friend is that, like, optional. Totally. Like, person. So I'm like, I can't handle confrontation. Yeah. Or that kind of thing. So if she ever got angry, I would just peace out. Like, all of a sudden, I'd be, like, in my room. And that would make her angrier. That's what Cam does. Uh, Cam doesn't, like, peace out, but Cam doesn't, like, respond to conflict. No, I can't. Like, I immediately... And I mean, we need to solve this problem right now. Yeah, I'm like a... I'm like those frightened goats. Like, I just sound like... And I'm like... Yeah. And so... (laughs) Yeah. And so that probably tested her a little bit. But I like... But it also tests you and, like pushes you to yeah like I was never I'm never good with that well that's another thing is like the hardest part for me was going from living on my own to moving back in with my mom which first of all I moved back in with my mom so that's hard enough as is but having to like um answer to somebody like tell somebody when you're coming and going and everything like that and that was a really hard adjustment for me to go back into yeah being like, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna sleep over somewhere else tonight. Right. And like, versus, and I was in Calgary, I had like zero accountability. Yeah. I could, nobody would know if I came home or not. Well, I think for like the last year, because like I had started dating Sean. Yeah. And then she had started dating Kevin. There was like, she was like, where are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm at Sean's. Mm-hmm. I'm not coming home tonight. Yeah. So I'd have to remember to be like, hey, I'm not coming home tonight. Exactly. And she'd do the same thing. Like, hey, I'm not coming home. I'm like, okay. Which and is your, fine. You and just your like, slutty ways. You're a bunch of premarital sex. But yeah, living on my own, like, I don't, like, I enjoy it. Um, mostly because I'm, like, putting myself to bed at, like, 9.30 and it feels great. I did that a lot. Like, yeah. Sometimes, when girls and I would live together, she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to bed. She's like, and then I'd be like, Ugh. So I'd, like, calm downstairs and I'd just sit on the couch and <laughs> forced there. to interact with human I'm like, beings. I want to, but I'd be like, oh, I'm so tired. And so it was like, now I'm like, look at me in bed. Yeah, thirty. Yeah, judge me now. Well, Cam's Cam was gone yesterday, Mm -hmm. and then he's gone tonight too. And it's super weird for me because I'm like, oh, like we're. I go away a lot, but he doesn't. So I was like, I'm just gonna open up a bottle. I drank two thirds of a bottle of wine last night. I woke up with a slight hangover this morning, but I was like. Nobody's here to tell me I can't. That was like, so, and not like Cam would, but yeah. I, I like, it's just the judgy eyes. Yeah. I spent literally all summer. Literally. It's like Kevin McAllister, Home Alone. Yeah. I spent almost all summer 
I would have a popsicle night in bed. I would <laughs> yes! lay in bed and then my air conditioner would be on. I'd be watching some kind of trashy TV show. And I was buying these really good ones from the... It's like Melina from the Italian market. Okay. They're, like the, they're so good. And it was like one Dreaming night. Dreaming about and, them and you're yeah. like, oh, that's because I still have one in my mouth. Yeah. And it was like, kind of calories. I was like, mm, mm, mm. So I'd just be in bed like, popsicle time, popsicle. At one point I was like, this is a problem. Like, I should not be doing this. And I was like, fuck this. Like, I'm only going to live on my own for who knows how yeah. long. So. Um, but yeah. I have this funny story. So Sean and I, we like have like weekend sleepovers and stuff, but mm-hmm. we're both like stupid regimented when it comes to the week. Are you? But whatever. <laughs> and so I had a doctor's appointment. I was like, hey, and it was close to his, or not a doctor's appointment, uh, Dynalife appointment. And I was like, hey, it's closer to your place. Can I stay at your place tonight mm-hmm. so I can make it to work? And at first she was like, absolutely not, like, jokingly. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> you're funny, but I am. So. Okay, but I'm going to. <laughs> but I'm I have going all, to. I already have my bag packed <laughs> yeah. outside. Ding dong. Yeah, ding dong. <laughs> no, I have to give him enough notice. So <laughs> so then we get there, and I'm like, okay, because he's, like, uh, he kind of has to, like, wind down in his own way. So mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, like, I'm not going to leave him alone. You know, we're just going to go to bed. Okay. And so here I am, like, I shut my alarm off. I turn it on for the time his is going to go off, right? So, yes. like, I'm the stupid person who has, like, a clock radio and then, like, three separate alarms. Oh and, gosh. like, I hit snooze ten times. It's on a each alarm. So yeah. there's an alarm going it's every three minutes. I've gotten slightly better in the last, like, month. I got rid of the clock radio. I have an lot. extra alarm that if I have to wash my hair, I have to put yep. that one yep. on. <laughs> it's completely different times. Not tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, uh, and so, like, you know, having a good sleep, I'm like, oh, this is going so well. And then I forgot to turn alarm off, so alarm goes off at 5.30. And his alarm, or our alarms aren't going off until 7. And I immediately, I'm like, fuck! And, like, to roll out of bed, dive bomb, roll out of bed, slap my alarm. And I was like, oh. Like, I knew in that moment, I was like, I fucked it up. So He's never going to let me sleep yeah, over basically. again. I was like, oh, shit. Like, I lost week. I, well, I lost weeknight privileges. And yeah. so I go back to sleep or whatever. And I roll over at 7 when the alarms go off. I'm like, cutting. And I'm like, did you have good sleep? He's like, yeah. Until about 5.30. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I was just mortified. Yeah, I went to work. I was, and I was like, guys, I fucked it up. Oh. Fucked it up. No more. No week more week. I lost weeknight privileges. I think we could live well together. Yeah. Um. I think that would be fine. Mm-hmm. But I'm also like, I'm not. There's no like. I feel no rush to it. Yeah. Like we've definitely like there have been times like if we live together we're getting king size bed. I was like oh fuck yeah like yeah. king size bed. My mom calls king size beds trial separations. Good. It's I great. I'm shit. like. Look Sean and I both sleep starfished, and so we've had to compromise for queen beds. Yeah. And so anytime we go away or um, get a chance to sleep in a king size bed together, mm-hmm. we're like in heaven. Yeah. Because we like roll in the middle, yeah. and we like, yeah. and then we roll out and we're oh, at night. I do the cams every time. I'm like, Cam, we need to cuddle. He's like, You'll cuddle me for ten minutes, and then shove me off, and then go back <laughs> to your own little scurry over. into the annex yeah. of the bed. And I'm like. Yeah, and like, mm-hmm. cool. Just give me ten minutes of cuddles then, yeah. like, because I can't sleep. No, and I can't either. I dated I a guy once who, who liked to cuddle, and it was just like, 
All night? I like the... Yeah, that's weird. I like the drive-by cuddle in the middle of the night. Like, so sometimes I'll get, like, a little, like... Like, a little face. Like, he'll, like, brush the hair out of my face. He'll, like, slap you in the face. (laughs) I think I punched him one time. Or I was... I can't remember the wise, but I remember the middle of the night, like, oh. Like, I just, like, one time. I feel like I want to wrap up this topic. Is there anything kind of extra that you wanted to say about that at all? Uh, not really. totally resonates with what we were talking about earlier because uh-huh. you just kind of feel a little bit stagnant right now right yep i do tell it's me about stuck that. well the thing is as you know i feel like i've moved around a lot growing oh, up oh totally right so born and raised in india moved to canada not once twice first attempt failed when i was eight years old i was only here for six months and then had to move back to never india never tell me about that yeah so that was 1996 I was eight years old, moved to Winnipeg, where my mom got her first job, and she couldn't afford to keep me there, so she saved up money right. to buy a plane this. ticket mm-hmm. to send me back, and in the hopes that she was going to save up money to buy herself a plane ticket to come back and move back to India because things were not working out here. But then, in the four years after I had left, she had moved on and like gotten a better job. Moved on, didn't care about you anymore. No. Honestly, but that's how I felt when I was in India without no, her. No, I was totally... No, but that's actually how I felt. I felt like my mom was like, okay, now you go back to India and live with your grandparents and... I'm going to live my life. Yeah, that's actually how I felt. Really? So when she came to visit me after two or three years, like I hadn't seen her. Wow. I was mad at her. There was a point that she came for a month. Um, and she, I remember she came and she spent some time at home, maybe like a couple of weeks. And then she was like, oh, I'm going to go see a friend. Right. Okay. In India. Okay. And she like went downstairs and like called an auto rickshaw, like the two, whatever the yeah. tuk-tuks that white people call them. <laughs> I was Indians? like, we call them tuk-tuks. Yeah. Indians don't. We no, don't. That's not like tuk-tuk. I'm like, what is it? <laughs> tuk-tuk or tuk-tuk, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, so my mom called it a rickshaw and... I remember following her and screaming and crying at the top of my lungs because I didn't want her to leave. So I ran after the rickshaw for like three blocks as a 10, 10 11, yeah, 10, 11 year old, like begging for her not to go. Oh my God. It's heartbreaking. I know. Wow. I didn't know about that at all. Like that's scarring. I have things like that. Well, not like devastating like that. But the, that are, like, ingrained into your memory that way. And I'm Trauma. almost like, did I dream this or, like... Trauma, man. Yeah, totally. Did, have you ever talked to her about that? Yeah. And? It was just something that I was going through and, you know, it was such a tough thing for my ma to do as well, to leave her child, right? To put oh, her on a plane. it would be hard. Halfway across the world. The, first, the, th- the things she said to me, she's like, don't take food from strangers and don't talk to strangers. That's what she said to me. So when I was sitting on the plane, there was an old elderly oh, couple. on the plane is what she meant. Yeah, on the plane, right? So I'm sitting on the plane. I'm eight years old. And there's an elderly couple sitting right next to me. And I have the window seat. And I'm looking out the window like bawling. And then the lady, yeah. she looks at me. She knows I'm traveling alone. She yeah. probably assumed I'm missing my family and my mom or, or my parents. And she's like, oh, do you want some candy? And I looked at her really wanting candy. And I said, no. Because my mom said, you, you know. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then I remember we we reached some lay like some place I don't know where, and um, we reached somewhere like you know whatever whatever it's called transit, when you stop layover a layover layover, I had a layover somewhere and I remember um, like I was a pretty cute kid right so I remember like all these like flight attendants were you as cute as you are now no I'm way cuter now. <laughs> Well, at least me I like too. To think. Don't worry, me too. I like to think I am. Can you imagine if we peaked when we were like eleven? That would be devastating. <laughs> I'm glad I peaked now. Oh yeah, I'm currently peaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a better answer. But I remember all these flight attendants coming and like talking to me, and I just kept thinking, I can't talk to you because my mom said I can't talk to you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to know what I said that my mom told me in in an airport once? What? So it was when they just introduced those scanners that, like, you go into and mm. put your hands up and put your legs up, look like a starfish, and yep. then... And um, my mom was always like, don't go in those. She said don't go in those. She said don't go in those. There's radiation in them. And they're going to give you cancer, <laughs> essentially. So I was like, okay, no, I... When I got, like, randomly selected to go in one of those, I was like, no, I'll get a pat down. And they had to, like, go and get a female to pat oh me God. down instead. And then once, they said, oh, they said, oh, those are safe. And I said, well, my mom says they're not, and I trust my mom more than I trust you. <laughs> That's what I said to the security. <laughs> but I was like, I trust my mom more than I trust a stranger. True. And my mom told me not to do it. And then, eventually... It was one time where I said, oh, no, I'm not going to do it. And uh, the guy's like, oh, no, they changed whatever component it was that made them unsafe. Now they're safe, is what he said to me. How did he know how to like, say Like, not that? exactly that, no, yeah. those words. But I was like, so my mom was right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Right? I love the innocence of children. Oh, my gosh. Were you innocent? I, I You know what? To date, I'm innocent. But you don't think so? Like, knowing me, there's a huge part of me that's still very innocent. No, I don't think you're innocent. I am. No, you're not. What is innocent? Let's talk about what is innocent. I think innocent is without corruption. So you think I'm corrupt? Like, no, 100%? In, no, without influence. Okay. I don't know. But I understand. That's okay. But that's a tough question. It's I don't know how to answer what, like what innocent, is. Like, innocent would be, yeah, without influence from, yeah. like, the outside world. Like, just a pure, like, this is what you want. But I feel like there's there's a part of me that's still not influenced by the world. Mm, yeah, there's a part of all of us, but I think that we the all... major decision-making factors are influenced. But see the conversation we had earlier today about being No, exactly, but you are, but that doesn't I mean am, you're but, innocent. It but, means you're questioning things that you have been influenced by. But I feel there's moments in my life when I catch myself... Like, it's not naive, but it's like, it's kind of like a childlike quality, which we associate with children, right? Because yeah. they haven't seen the world. They it's like when a child asks why, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, okay, we're going to go to the store. Why? Because we need food. Why? why? Because we need to eat. Fucking why? assholes. So, you know, but like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's I essentially know. what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's like, but I, but I feel do like this. there's why. Yeah. But I truly feel like as a 30 year old, there's still moments in my life with, with People depend like depending on who I'm with, I have those urges of, of and I would associate that as being innocent. Like there's still qualities in me that are very, that that haven't sort of grown up yet. Like yeah. I oh that's fair. If you mean by like growing up, I think that's true. But grown up in like in my head, you know, like mm-hmm. like doing things out of just 
because that's just what I need to do now rather than logic. Okay. That's just, you know? So that's what you're saying. It's like you're doing things because you've been told. It's just a different definition. I know. Okay. We're having definition issues. <laughs> Where's Webster's at? No, I don't, I don't want to look at a dictionary, no. <laughs> okay, deal. <sighs> so you moved around a lot when oh, you yeah. were a kid. I moved so, to Canada twice. Moved to Canada twice. So do you think, did you ever, like, forgive your mom for what you said happened? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. Did you, at what point do you think it was that you realized, oh, wow, this isn't how I In my thought 20s. it happened? Yeah. In my 20s, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I, I did forgive my mom uh, for all for the trauma that I felt like I endured as a young child. But mm-hmm. I feel like the thing I loved, loved now looking back at, uh, about moving was the fact that I felt like I could create my own stories and tell them to strangers and they would believe me. And I did for the longest time. Like Not that I was it. lying, like but... What? Um, where I came from, like, who I was, really? who my friends were. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it's because I was an only child, and they, I just, I was, like, I'm a very visual person, mm-hmm. so when I would watch movies, like, alone, most of the time, <laughs> like, instead of, like, having somebody to talk to about them, I would just, like, start, like, imagining scenarios, how those scenes would apply into my life. Okay. And depending on who I met as a child... <laughs> I would share these stories as if they were mine. Oh, you'd be like, this is what happened to me. Yeah. I, like, this you were is like where I live. Yeah, in a way. Essentially. <laughs> no, you were, though. Like, really? That's how I think about it. Like, that's how you kind of adapted to, like, to your settings and to your surroundings was mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I'm going to put this on. Think about it this way, though. I'm going to put this on, and if they don't accept me, that doesn't matter because it's not really who I am. Yeah. Essentially, you're yeah. just like, I don't really care what yeah. these people think, what these people think. Yeah, and it wouldn't be to the point where I would be a completely different person, but <laughs> but there was a part of it when, and as I grew older, I was like, hmm, is this considered lying? Is this concerning to me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I realized, you know, I think that was just how I coped with things, Yeah. simply put. Yeah, that was that was kind of my favorite thing about moving. Um but you know when I did when I did move from one part of the world to the other, I really felt that as a child it was traumatizing. Yes, of course, I think it is for every child. I I remember when I was younger, I moved from junior high around the age that you moved. I moved from one side of South East Edmonton to another side of South East Edmonton. Um, like it was like ten minutes away from each other, like the neighborhoods, and I was like, oh, this is a complete completely different place. <laughs> you had to fucking move across the globe. Yeah. It's insane for a child. Do you know many people actually uh, in your scenario? I don't know people who are close to me who've, who've, who've had similar experiences, but when I was in University of Toronto, I used to actually uh, room, my some of my roommates had gone through that, but you know, from, mm-hmm. from different parts of the world to into Canada. Um, and it was funny, I couldn't relate with them, relate to them. Yeah. You couldn't? No. Why not? I couldn't relate to them as to who they were when I met them. They oh, still okay. had accents, they still weren't as integrated, they, you know, and I felt like for me, I'm such, in a way, a chameleon. Like, I don't think now I am, I think I've sort of, I think that part of me has sort of changed as I... I, I believe that, though, is like, 
what what you're saying is what I was actually thinking like two minutes ago. It's like you don't strike people as that typical immigrant. immigrant. And I'm like, how crazy is it though, actually, that like you're from another country, we were born around the same time in different parts of the world and have like come together at this point. Like that is like so many unique circumstances happening. But the fact that like that happened with us three times (laughs) before we actually became friends is so weird. I know. Thinking about it. I know. I think it's the, again, it's the universe. It's, Mm -hmm. my ma always tells me there's no such thing as a coincidence. There's a reason for things to happen. Yeah. And I feel like that it is. I I believe that. I believe that everybody who's come into my life hasn't just come for the sake of being a body there. Yeah. You know, it's, they served a purpose. Nobody is just a placeholder. No, there's a, everybody serves a purpose in your life. And the Mm -hmm. thing is, it's your choice then to make, does this person, does this person deserve to now stick around? Yeah. To continue serving those purposes or is this done for me? You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's how I've moved on through friendships and other relationships and things like that. Yeah. Um, but everyone's had a reason to be there. Oh, 100%. You yeah. learn something from absolutely everything. Everyone. That's, like, kind of, like, the idea behind the tattoo that I have is, like, change. change. And it's that, like, it, whether it's something positive upon your life or negative upon your life, like, things do change and mm. you learn from it and you grow from it. And ultimately, like, positivity does evolve from something like that. Yeah. And that's just kind of how that's resonated with me multiple times, which I think is similar to what you just said. Yeah, exactly. But I love change. I feel like the reason why I've felt stagnant in my life now is because I'm too comfortable in it. Mm-hmm. I'm so comfortable in my life. And really, I've never, I don't remember ever feeling comfortable in my life. I don't stay comfortable for long before I change things, like job wise. And Same. I feel like that's why I've changed jobs so many times over the last like, but you need to to evolve to grow no exactly yeah and that's I'm like I need to keep moving if I just stayed in one spot like obviously I wouldn't be evolving no that's why I think the idea like look at look at our people that we know in our own lives Mm -hmm. who've stayed in their jobs for 10 plus years yeah you know yeah yeah and then you take a person who um who is who wants to be continuously challenged who wants to continuously evolve and grow. grow. Um, I feel like those personalities are so different and yet, and and so um, they're just evolving. They're like kind of like revolutionary, like sort of personalities mm-hmm. in a way, like, or, or no, maybe yeah, I should say sideways. evolutionary personalities. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then you see the difference in, in, in the ways that a person who, who, who just stays in what they're comfortable with and just stays there without wanting to challenge that yeah, space. Exactly. But you know what I've noticed that um Preston is now the way he thinks about things has changed. Of course it's because of being with me and I'm such a vocal and passionate person, right? So annoying. <laughs> Thanks. But I feel like because I'm continuously like talking about like my dreams and what what I want to do and like you know what I expect this world to be and the, the world that I live in and things like that mm-hmm. that I feel like it's sort of some of it has, has sort of seeped into him. And the way that he thinks of his life in the future has now changed from the way that he used to seven years ago. Yeah. And for me, I feel that that's kind of neat. It's neat that, not that I'm trying to, I never wanted to change. You had influence. Yes. And he's influenced me in many ways too. Totally. But like just specifically for this, I feel because of the kind of personality that I am. Mm -hmm. And I'm all about like, I know it all, you know. I'm always like. I'm not a preacher, even though sometimes I feel like I preach a lot about the, my beliefs and my principles and my values. I just feel that 
it's I've seen the change in my partner and and I kind of like it. I feel like it's we all should be go-getters because nothing just happens in your life. It really does not.